Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Hi, welcome to the Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Rosario Picardo, along with... Callie Picardo. And today we are with one of my favorite people, one of the people that has impacted me so much spiritually, and that is my spiritual director, spiritual director, Laura Baber. And um, Laura, we've known each other for, gosh, I feel like 15, 14, uh, 13, 14, 15 years, something like that. Oh, and we are wow. so glad to have you here today. Welcome to the Better Together podcast. Thanks, Callie and Roz. Good to be here. Well, Laura, one of the, we talk a lot about spiritual direction because obviously Roz and I have been impacted a lot by spiritual directors in our life. But one of the questions we get is, you know, what is spiritual direction? What is a spiritual director? Like, is that the same thing as counseling? What does that look like? Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about what it, what is spiritual direction? Oh, thanks for a rich question. I love this one. Spiritual direction is simply a safe place for people to talk about their journey with God. Sometimes people find a spiritual director when they are in a big life transition or a crisis. Some people come to spiritual direction when they are experiencing the dark night of the soul. They had a um, powerful life with God. Something happens and all of a sudden things are quiet. And spiritual direction is a safe place where you're not fixed, where you're not diagnosed, where you're simply listened to. Um, the real spiritual director is actually the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so a trained spiritual director learns to ask soul questions, to listen for themes and ask questions about those themes, and then to guide people into the quiet so that uh, they might hear uh, the movement of God in their own journey. And uh, it's never dull when that happens. <laughs> you mentioned soul questions. What are some examples of soul questions? Do you have some questions that you will regularly ask people when you do spiritual direction? Yeah. So in my first uh, session with someone, I almost always ask the question, tell me what kind of God uh, you believe in. And I invite people to finish this uh, statement, uh, which is, um, I believe in a God who. And so I ask them to just freestyle it and name all the descriptors of God. Can they identify what kind of God they believe in? And so that gets us started. So if I hear of someone uh, who says, you know, I believe in a God of love, I hold that in my soul and I come back to that particularly if they, they're struggling where they're, going, they're getting it right in life. And I'll say, well, you mentioned that you believe in a God of love when we began. So what would a God of love say to you in the midst of this fear of getting it right? Yeah. And that leads us into explorations of really applying their theology. Everybody's got a theology. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so applying what they really believe about God to um, living out their lives. 
And so uh, often we look at friction points, like places where there's a lot of energy and hot energy, where they're worried or anxious or nervous about something. And then we explore what they believe about God in the midst of these emotional responses they're having to life. And so um, it provides, those are some soul questions. The very common question um, of how is it with your soul is a beautiful uh, soul question to ask. And another one is I often listen for themes in people's conversations. A lot of folks come and they say, I'm really scattered today. I'm uh, talking about all these random things. And they're never random to a spiritual director because we listen for themes. I akin it to a lot like listening, reading a good um, collection of short stories where the author has a uh, a common theme in each story. And uh, so I will listen as a spiritual director. And then I'll ask the sole question. So in everything you've said, there's an, I think I'm hearing an element of fear. Does, does that resonate with you? And uh, can you explore what you might be afraid of? And then they talk. So that those are some examples of soul questions. How long have you been doing this for? Oh, um, well, I'm almost 100 now, Ross. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I was trained back in the late 90s. So I've been, uh, and I practiced spiritual direction, doing it part-time um, for till about 2006, and then went full-time with it vocationally uh, in 2006. So quite a long time. Awesome. Yeah. What are some of the misconceptions you hear about spiritual direction? Well, one that the spiritual director tells folks what to do. And we, uh, if a good spiritual director never fixes and really doesn't offer much advice at all, what we do is we get people to Jesus and help people learn to hear the voice of God, the movement of God, to notice the still small voice in their own life. So we don't diagnose or fix or... um, any of that. So direction might be a bit of a misnomer. Another is that it's counseling and it's not, it's not therapy. Uh, I often say, you know, if you're looking for someone to help you solve the problem of your mother-in-law, a spiritual director is not that person. Mm -hmm. The, um, the spiritual director might, if you complain about your in-laws to your spiritual director, let's say the spiritual director will then ask, well, what's your theology? about family? What do you believe about God in the midst of family? And so we always turn it back to what that person's relationship with God is in the midst of whatever struggle they're going through. The other thing is that it's not necessarily crisis-driven. In fact, often crisis is what brings someone to spiritual direction, because how we encounter God before a crisis is never how we encounter God after a crisis. We change in crisis, we transform. And so you've often heard of someone who's lost a loved one and they used to love to go to worship with that person before, but then they can't go to where they can't worship afterwards. And they think, have I, it's God, where's God? Have I lost God? No, you've changed. And so a spiritual director can help someone experience new encounters with the divine after crisis. But really spiritual direction is someone you meet with over the long haul of your life to notice the big movements of God and the practices that help us encounter in God as we change and grow. I've noticed that in my own life meeting with you, Laura, there'll be times where something will come up and you'll just notice, Hey, this seems like this theme 
that, you know, we've been there before, you know, a couple of years ago, it seems like this showed up in this way. And it just, it's helped me recognize, okay, this is the same thing, but what worked then? Like, you know, what, what, what is true now? You know, how is, how am I, how have I grown? How is God shaping me through this and through what I've gone through before? You know, it, it's it, that gift of noticing and noticing the themes, as you mentioned, has been really helpful to me personally, I know. Yeah. Good. Now, if someone wanted to find a spiritual director, I mean, how do you get connected with a spiritual and, director? And what, oh, right. look, and what do you look for? Yeah, because so, not all spiritual directors are Christian. Yeah. Right. Great question. Okay. First, I encourage people to pray. Remember, this is directed by the Holy Spirit. So ask for some help. Ask the Spirit to blow in. And I'm a big believer when the student's ready, the teacher will come. And so the spirit will bring it at just the right time. Then ask the people that you know who are wise if they uh, are working with a spiritual director and see if they can talk to that person. Um, and then, um, so for example, I'm at, I've been at capacity for years. I don't typically take new spiritual directees on, but I have a wonderful resource list of people I refer to. Um, the third is that, uh, I invite you to open your mind a little bit that um, the person you journey with, it might be helpful to have them outside of your network of faith. So I am a United Methodist deacon, but I journey with a Catholic spiritual director, and I find it very helpful to have a completely different perspective (laughs) coming in. So just be open that the person, it's helpful if they don't look just like you. Um, And the other is there's some organizations you can look, and I'm going to share this list with you, Callie, but one, look in your own denomination if you want, if you want someone within your stream, and just ask, are there any collections of spiritual directors? In the United Methodist Church, we have Hearts on Fire, the Fellowship of United Methodist Spiritual Directors. You can access that. Um, There's an evangelical group of spiritual directors. There's an interfaith group uh, called Spiritual Directors International. They have a seek and find guide. Um, And so you can put in there if you want to meet specifically with a Christian, if you want to meet particularly on Zoom, if you want someone who has experience with LGBTQI issues or with um, addiction issues or whatever the niche is. Uh, My particular niche is with uh, leaders and particularly people serving cross-culturally. So that's kind of my niche and people uh, who've experienced suicide or significant grief. I would say those are my niche areas. Um, So almost every spiritual director has a bit of a niche and just begin asking and seeking and um, prayerfully that person will rise up. Now, I encourage people to try someone for three or four months. That's about the time that Mary and Elizabeth spent together and see if that's kind of the right fit. And if it's not, then move on. It's kind of like working with a doctor or a therapist. You find, you try a few out and that's totally okay. That's awesome. That's really helpful, Laura. And for our listeners, we will share those, some links to those resources when we share this podcast as well. Yeah. What are, what are some red flags would you say? Um, and if I'm, you know, trying somebody out and, I mean, what are oh, one big red flag is if they're trying to convert you to their way of faith. 
If they are being uh, particularly dogmatic in anything that you have to be a certain place in your faith. (laughs) Uh, And um, another is if they're trying to fix you and giving you lots of solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, There should always be an element of contemplative quiet in the experience, an invitation at least to enter into the quiet. Um, And uh, the invitation to get you to Christ. So if they're trying to get you to them, <laughs> that that's just a red flag. But it's good to ask, like, where were you trained as a spiritual director? And uh, who is your accountability? Who are you accountable to as a good and who's over you kind of collectively? Uh, you are welcome to ask your spiritual director, who do they see for spiritual direction? And what are their, um, what are their healthy practices? That's all legit stuff to ask. Some spiritual directors do charge a fee. Some do not. Some are on a sliding fee. Um, Everybody's a little different. So it's totally okay to ask those questions before you even have a meeting with the person uh, that they can give you that information. So depending on your financial status, that can determine where you go to. That's awesome, Laura. Thank you for sharing some of these resources with us. Our prayer is that folks would grow closer to Christ um, in whatever way. And I know spiritual direction has been a practice for Roz and I that has really helped us. Roz, do you want to share anything about your experience with spiritual direction? I mean, you meet with a male spiritual director. Yeah, and ours is more of a spiritual friendship, I guess you could say. And it's it's bringing about what you're talking about. It's not prescriptive where, you know, this person is telling me what to do, but more than anything, they're prayerfully listening and seeing where the move of the spirit is. And when the person speaks, it's never in a condemning way, but it's, it's really bringing God's peace and love in the midst of it. Uh, for guys, um, Especially, this may be a different or foreign practice, but I think uh, just as we would hopefully go for a health checkup um, physically, I think the spiritual direction would be something that we do to really uh, just check where we're at spiritually, um, take time to slow down and really uh, reflect. And so those of us that are Enneagram threes like myself that are always on the move constantly. We never slow down to really reflect where we're at. And when we get slowed down, we get frustrated, resentful and all that because then we actually have to deal with our crap. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The, the spiritual direction kind of helps sift through some of the things that, maybe we're wrestling with or the wounds that we carry that God needs to continually heal. Yeah. Yeah. And I love living into our faith and our theology because as Christians, we have a place for all that crap, as you said, to go. Jesus takes it all if we let it go. And that is a beautiful gift of spiritual direction is that journey of inner cleansing and releasing to Christ. Yeah. Good work, guys. Good work. Well, to our listeners, I'd say, you know, sometimes different spiritual directors are different. So if you try it and you're like, 
Yeah, I don't know. This was weird. It might be good to try another spiritual director just in case, you know, and it might be that God's going to draw. The goal is to get you to Christ. This is one of the means. Um, this is not the only way to get to Christ, but it is a powerful way and one that Raz and I have personally been blessed by. And so we wanted to share this resource with you today. Laura, thank you for sharing a little bit about what direction is and what that looks like. This has been so helpful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been beautiful. Thank you, Laura. Peace. Well, friends, share this podcast with someone you know who would be blessed. And we just pray you would have a wonderful and blessed week. Thank you so much.